Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Isn't It Lovely podcast, the podcast where we seek to shine the light on all that is lovely. I am Tracy. And I am Rachel. And we are so excited for you guys to hear this episode with our powerhouse friend, Desiree Jansen. She is the founder of Gemini Studio. She is an artist. She is an actress. She is an all-around creative and just the most incredible soul, Tracy. It was so fun to be with her this morning. We sat in this beautiful coffee shop and just was ensconced in the coziness of the friendship. And also just Des is a dreamer. And she just talked about how she takes those dreams and puts them into reality. We felt really inspired walking out of there with her. And we can't wait for you guys to listen. We're so happy to have you. Thank you for being here. So happy to be here. I'm I'm incredibly honored and (laughs) so excited. You've been a dream guest of ours from the beginning. So I'm serious. Right. So I'm just beaming yes. at her. Yeah. Speechless. I'm just like smiling at her across the table, <laughs> beaming. I just love being here in your home. Uh, I mean, this is your this is your sanctuary. This is your space. And I just know that your listeners love to laugh, Aww. love to have fun. And um that, you know, that's why they tune into you guys um and for every episode. And so Thank I'm just you. excited to be a part of that too. I love it. So Des is sitting in front of this window and behind the window, there's this beautiful fall bush. We're recording in the fall and it's red and her lips are red and you just look, you're like matching the aura. You're, you belong here. This is now your home. Thank you. (laughs) I love that when I'm super underprepared visually, which is every day, that some things just work out in my favor. Rachel, are you dying? Like it just like matches so great. Literally like God is the greatest artist Mm -hmm. of all. And Des is an artist. So this all is very on point. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. I'm so glad you said the word artist because one of the things we really wanted to know about you, Des, is from the get go, from the jump in your youth, you've just always been surrounded by art and immersed in the art world. And you yourself as an artist, you've had just many iterations of Um, you were immersed in theater for a while and you still are actually, and you're immersed in drawing and now you're doing what you're doing with microblading and teaching. Talk, can you talk to us about the arc that you've had as an artist? Mm, Yeah. It's been one that was completely, you know, um, not prepared. I was not prepared for it. It was not planned. I didn't see this artist and in my future at all. Um, I wanted to, like you said, I was in theater. So I started theater when I was in fifth grade, I believe. No, before then my dad is, first of all, let me backtrack. My dad is a professional artist and he also was an actor in, in theater productions. And so from a very young age, I've, yes, I grew up just totally immersed in, in art of all media, all forms. And so I, and he and I have not had you know, the, the best relationship, just like a, you know, I was a rebellious kid and he was a wonderful, a wonderful dad, um, came from a lot of trauma himself as a child. And so we were just trying to learn how to do this mother daughter or this father daughter relationship, you know, together. And, and so I always told myself, and also I saw him struggling as an artist his entire life. So I was like, well, they call it a starving artist for a reason. I never want to, you know, starve. So I threw myself into theater instead and started doing live theater as often as I possibly could and then went to university and studied theater as a major and then moved to Florida um, and went full throttle into filmmaking and in Southern Florida. 
came back here very unexpectedly. It wasn't in the plan to ever come back to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, but I did, I wound up, you know, wound up here and was lucky enough to find a small group of people that were filmmakers here in Sioux Falls. And so I'm still able to do that every now and then, um, you know, kind of fast track to 2014, I believe when my dad just decided that he was going to do some, um, some art lessons. Well, no one showed up. And so I was like, oh, well, dad, I'll take your art lessons. Sweet daughter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'll take one for the team, dad. Yeah. No, I just, I didn't know. I had never attempted to draw in my life, never picked up a pencil before then. And so he gave me my first four hour art lesson. And I was like, it was instant. It was four hours of therapy. It was insane. It was amazing. And so from there, I just totally, any, anything that I do, I kind of obsess over so that I can do it as, as I want to get as good as I can, as fast as I can. And so I dove into that, becoming obsessed with drawing until I opened my microblading studio. So I was doing commission pieces for people. Um, I specialize in, in pencil and hyper-realism, um, portraits, pencil and graphite powder, um, are the two, two tools that I use. And, um, from there I, you know, started having children, life happened. And then I decided that, you know, what was to be a hobby needed to become a career. So if I was to create a career, um, out of something creative, it had to earn some money. Sure. So that's when, um, I stumbled on microblading, went out to LA, got trained, brought it back here five years ago, and then did the same thing. Got obsessed with it. Just dove hundred percent full in lots of, you know, had lots of goals for myself from day one, a lot of visions. It was really, it was, God really gave me clear direction. So that's why I felt like it was the right thing to pursue. Um, at, you know, five years ago, it was, it was not easy. Definitely. As you know, as business owners, nothing is easy in business, but I, I just had clear vision for it. So um, just ran with it. And yes, now I, I teach, um, the, the, the craft to other artists every month and have huge plans for what that looks like five years, you know, five more years from now. And I'm excited where that's going to go and, you know, plan on just taking that same, you know, just obsessive yeah. <laughs> compulsion for whatever I'm done, you know, diving Some into might next. call it focus. You're yeah. focused. <laughs> I love it. That's ex yes. Yeah. Extremely focused when it comes to, you know, certain things. And, and I've done a lot of training on how to do that effectively. And so that's been fun for me to learn too. And, um, as long as it's something creative, I'll hope to do that for the rest of my life. Incredible. And with your permission, we would love to put a little, just a photo of some of your drawings that you've done. Sure. They are just des. They're out of this world. You, I don't even know how you just sit down and do it because it looks like an actual picture, but it's something that you've drawn. Thank it's you. amazing. Thank you for that. Amazing art, amazing artist. And using graphite powder, I understand that's one of the most difficult mediums mm. to be able to create art with. So yeah, I don't know. That's incredible. <laughs> Maybe we need to take some lessons <laughs> as well. What are you doing after this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> 
I can teach you. So I I'm teaching. so excited because your reputation precedes you. So I think a lot of our listeners are going to be super excited to see your name pop up. And for those who don't know you, they're going to fall in love with you. And one of the things that I have known about you just for years now is you are such a tremendous, tremendous connector. You are so generous with your relationships, with your gifts, with what you have to offer. And it's one of my favorite things about you. So I feel like we've talked about this off mic, just that sort of abundance mentality. You touched on it in the earlier question that you're like, yeah, not only did I learn this incredible skill, but now I devote my time to going around the country and teaching it to other people so they can go and make a living and make their dreams come true. And I am so curious to know that abundance mentality versus scarcity mentality. How did you get there? Have you always been this generous and open with who you are and what you have to offer the world? Or was it a process to get here? Um, great question. Um, definitely a process. I was not like that in the past. I was very, um, scarcity mindset and always afraid of losing what I had and leading for leading with that. And my shift in mentality was maybe when I started teaching and started going, wow, first of all, this feels amazing to not do this alone anymore. Anything that you do together is, you know, time well spent in my opinion, as in, instead of doing it alone. And, um, I also just felt like, you, and, and then you see, you know, you see the rewards of, of giving back everything that you, everything that you can. I live and, and die by the, the rule that I recently, the, or the quote that I recently came across in a training that I was in is, and it's called, it just is simply givers gain, givers gain. And so if I walk into everything that I do in life with that mentality, I will give as much as I possibly can and, and know that nothing is lost. And, and just like you said, the abundance mentality, there's, you know, in my current industry of, you know, cosmetic tattooing, there's enough eyebrows to go around. Um, but also I really like to dream big and have really learned how to do that almost strategically too. And so in my dreams, I like to ask myself questions like what, instead of what would I do with $20 million? Right? Like, so we all want personal chefs and we all want personal trainers and we all want the big, you know, beautiful house and dream location on the beach and blah, blah, blah. But, um, instead of thinking it just for yourself where I don't know, I don't know that I would me personally, I wouldn't pursue those goals a hundred percent, a thousand percent because like, do I really need the personal chef or can I just learn how to cook? You know, <laughs> do I need the house on the beach or can I just, you know, do Airbnb? So I rationalize those huge dreams. But what I like to do instead is dream for others. So I like to ask myself, what would I do with $20 million? Who would I, who would I give that to? Mm. Oh, okay. Then I'm telling myself, well, with $20 million, I would donate you know, X amount called freedom so that they can build their new home, you know, their, uh, the next Marissa's house. I would donate to this, you know, orphanage in Africa. I would donate to this organization. And so, and millions of dollars, I would give it all away with that $20, $20 million. And, and that for me, a life of purpose, um, is, is what I, what drives me or even just to see like in my classes, what I've, what I've seen is when I teach someone this craft, the ability to make your own money, I've seen women um, get out of abusive relationships because they now have the financial ability to do so. 
I've seen single moms get to work less because their um, their service is at a higher price point. So, you know, like just really, you know, running fast after the things that continue to just continue giving. There's, you know, there's always enough of that to go around in this world. Yeah. Wow. That is so beautiful. What I hear you saying is impact. The, the idea of making a great impact is so motivating to you. And one of the things we love about you, Des, you mentioned on it, you're a big dreamer, like you're a visionary and you do that. Even we get, we have the pleasure of being in a group with you and you have spoken into Rachel Nye's life, big dreams, things that we would have never <laughs> dreamed for ourselves. But one of the things about you too, is not only you're a dreamer, you actually put it into action. Can you tell us how do you take a dream and start making it a reality? Cause you do it really well. You're also married to an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So do you guys do it together? What is your process on just putting one foot in front of the other to make these dreams happen? I try to start. So I, I start with a dream that is too, it's so big. It scares me. Hmm. So I always, I always start there and then I work back. So if I have a dream of making $20 million, for instance, well, what will that take to, to get there? Can I do that alone? And, and with that particular dream, let's just, you know, or we could talk about uh, a dream that I've had in, in my career too. Um, I want my training facility to become the, the most successful or the most impactful training facility in the Midwest. Well, what does that look like? How does that happen? And so it's just backtracking, whether it's, you know, financially numbers are, are easiest to track, right? Um, if you have a financial goal, then it's easiest to break down. Okay, well, what do I need to make in a year, a month, a week? Um, but if your goal isn't financial, if it's like, I want to, some of your, some of your audience might want to grow their following. Um, so it's, I want to do X amount of followers, you know, in social media. And so then what does that look like? How do I get there? And it's just, um, I have tried enough things, failed miserably, but also succeeded in some of the things so that I I feel comfortable saying to myself, and this is something that my husband has taught me too. um, The answer is just yes. Like just say yes. So if I have something that I want to try, um, I wonder if this, I wonder if this would, would work to, you know, to gain followers on social media, for instance. Okay, do it. All right. Well, what if it fails? Yeah. What if it fails? That, I mean, who cares? cares? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, I think it's just dreaming so big that it scares you then breaking that down and knowing that, what is that? What is that quote? Shoot for the moon and and fall yeah, land the among the stars. Land among the stars. Yeah. Rachel loves that quote. Yeah. I, okay. I trade in currency of like 90s inspirational school posters. So I'm also saying to Tracy, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So like you said that much more eloquently. But I do love that quote. I'm not joking. She literally texted me that like yesterday. <laughs> That's awesome. I did. That's awesome. Sisters in the room. I feel like I may know what that pertained to even. No, I don't know. But. You probably do. You yes, do. I think you do. Uh, yeah. No. So yeah, it's uh, gosh, um, start there is my only, is my only um, bit of advice is dream so big it scares you. Do something, you know, if you can't do it every day, do it once a week, 
something that scares you. Um, I think I got that probably from my theater background. You know, when I was five, five years old, I auditioned for my first play with my dad. Stop. Yeah. In the, in the city of Custer, South Dakota, it was a city play. It was for the entire city. And, um, so I was playing this little, I think I had one line in it, but it was like, you know, it was amazing. And, and it was, yeah, something that we would put on for the, the tourist season. And, and I think from there, like what's more scary, they, you know, public speaking is the number one fear in, you know, of humans. Yes. Over spiders. Over dying. Over dying, over dying <laughs> yes. um, of snakes being like set on fire or something oh like that. Gosh. People would rather be set on fire than public speak. So what does it say about us that the three of us love it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm thankful for it though. Yeah, right. And your audience is thankful for it. That's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so just keep, keep doing stuff that scares you. Yeah. That's such great advice. That's tremendous. I love that. And I love that you gave this sort of the practical tip of then and work backwards. That is so yeah. fascinating. Cause you're right. So often we're like, well, let's just start from scratch, start from the beginning, move forward. So I love that you have this great encouragement and advice and then these practical steps and you lived it out. In fact, Tracy and I had so much fun talking about this particular episode does because for people again, who haven't had the chance to fall in love with you yet, your story, your life story is so fascinating. I mean, it is a memoir. It is, there's so many incredible chapters. So this can't be your only episode. <laughs> it is going to be a memoir. I hope you write it all down to us. Cause it is a tremendous story. It's a, it's a wild ride. That's for sure. Especially <laughs> in my, you know, teen and twenties, that's for sure. Um, but go, really quick, going back to yeah. the goal setting, I wanted to mention something that has, um, was said by John Maxwell's CEO, John Maxwell. If you don't know who he is, he's one of like the leaders in, in teaching people how to lead and his CEO, I was listening to a podcast of his recently. And he said that when you have a goal in mind, um, what he did and what I'm applying to my own life also right now, this is what I'm learning right now is, um, what you need to focus on are what are the books, the experiences and the people that you need to surround yourself with, you know, and make, make it a, a year's for the entire year. So if you have a goal in mind, um, you guys are well on your way to being the number one podcast in the world. <laughs> what books are you going to read? to make sure that that happens? What experiences are you going to take to make sure that happens? What places are you gonna go? What, you know, what tangible experience are you going to have for personal growth? This is all about personal growth. It doesn't have to be industry specific. This can be whatever realm of influence that you are currently in. And then what people are you gonna surround yourself with? What mentors are you gonna have? And so those three things are, you know, what, what I'm learning to focus on right now. Wow. I feel humbled and exhilarated because you have given us the privilege of walking with you in friendship. And so this is incredibly meaningful to hear. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Des, you had talked earlier about a tremendous organization based here in Sioux Falls. It is close to all of our hearts and it is called a freedom for our listeners who aren't local. It is an anti-human trafficking organization that is run by our beautiful friend, Becky Rasmussen, who is so dear. So philanthropy for lack of a better word, feels very important to who you are. Again, we've touched on this a little bit, but giving back to other people, is this something again, did you always carry this in your heart as something that you wanted to do? Or is it a new dream that has come out in these past couple of years? Um, it's something that I've probably always had um, watching my dad. Um, you know, he picked up hitchhikers when we lived in South Dakota 
uh, we had the most amazing experiences with hitchhikers in our car. It would, you know, just amazing things. He would, he would let homeless people sleep in our home. Um, and, and this is like all through my life. Um, and when we lived in Custer, again, a very tourist city of South Dakota, there were people constantly that he would meet in his art gallery and he would ask them, where are you staying tonight? And I vividly remember this couple from Australia and they're, you know, like, I don't know, mate, you know, (laughs) we haven't decided on a place to stay yet. And he, you know, would be like, oh, well stay with us. And through those relationships, like, right, it's all about experiences and developing those relationships for me. Um, I learned quickly that these people that sound so much different than me, look so much different than me, um, maybe their lifestyle is very different than me. We are not so different at all, you know? So um, I always think about those experiences growing up. And then also when I lived in Florida, I was the homeless person, I, you know, like I was the one that needed these people to come and surround me with, with their wisdom and gosh, just resources. And so I think, and I, I really think Florida was a tipping point for me into just diving deep into, um, as you'd say, philanthropy, uh, or just, you know, making, uh, a positive impact on the world as best as I can. Um, probably because that was, you know, done to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, just th- those experiences in, in my life alone, um, without going too deep or too far into that was definitely something that I was given so much. Mm. So I ha- just have to give back. Yeah. Wow. That is so powerful. Des. for those of you or for those of us that don't know your story, can you just give us a snippet of you found yourself homeless in Florida mm-hmm. and then someone stepped in and just said, Nope, you're not doing that. Come stay at my house. Yeah. Um, so the start the story begins with a mom who prays all day for me. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And I try not to get teared up uh, when I tell this part of the story, but truly, um, my mom, it prayed for me the entire, you know, the entire time that I was gone. Um, in, in Florida, I was pursuing um, theater and was given a tip by a boyfriend at the time that South Florida was where it's at with, with actors. Not the case at all. Um, quickly found myself in a really bad relationship and had to leave in, you know, a situation that was, you know, emergent. And didn't have any place to go. So I lived in my car, uh, 19 years old. I had enough with, you know, this uh, obviously God was orchestrating my life before I knew him. I wasn't a Christian at this time. Um, my dad was basically an atheist. My mom was, uh, the, you know, a faith, super strong in her faith mom. Um, and so when I was living in Florida, I, at 19 years old, had enough, um, you know, sense to sleep in the Walmart parking lot because my thought process is what they had the most lighting and they had cameras. So if anything did happen to me, at least it was caught on camera. So, um, yeah, so that was, um, you know, my kind of introduction into a different world there. And then I was able to have, find a roommate and she let me stay in her home with her for, uh, 
a period of time. And um, she also introduced me to the woman who would then lead me to Jesus. She was the one that introduced me to, you know, this Christian faith and, um, you know, gave my life to God on her front lawn in, you know, Southern Florida. It's pretty, it was a pretty awesome experience. And she was a Christian pastor and life coach from Cuba. And so like <laughs> who better to lead me to Jesus than this fiery, <laughs> spicy woman that, you know, God knew I needed somebody strong. I love women of God. I love how God created women. <laughs> Yes. And so, yeah, she was, she was the most, um, spirit filled, grace filled and, um, fire filled woman I had ever met. And so, um, yeah, quickly turn, you know, just turned my life around, found the peace that I had always been looking for the pure joy that, you know, only God can give. And, um, life started to turn around and at a, I met up with my high school best friend at the time and we decided to, and he was living in Kansas at an Air Force base. He was in the Air Force and I was in Southern Florida. And we met up one day in Omaha and he proposed that day. And, you know, we decided like, what are we doing? We've, we're in love. Best friends should be married. And three months later, he passes away in a motorcycle accident. So that is what brought me home. In two days notice, I was on a plane with a one-way ticket um, left all of my car, my belongings, my car there in Florida. You know, it was just one of those things that I was 20 years old now at the time. And it just turned my, my world upside down. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately it turned it up so far upside down that I, you know, then dabbled into a whole lot of drinking and found all sorts of vices to kind of numb that pain or try to replace him with uh, relationships that were just absolutely nuts. Um, but yeah, so, you know, here we are. <laughs> Sioux Falls. Oh. Fast forward 20 Fast years forward. later. Yeah, exactly. Here I am. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> This is what I think is so incredible about you, Des, is because you bring the spirit of grace and empathy and unconditional love to people. And you've walked through fire. We have a, a friend, uh, Terry Liggins, who's been on this podcast, and he talks about being a, a credible messenger. And I think that absolutely applies to your story as well. You have walked through fire and you have shown us that even when you have Jesus, you still go through really difficult things and it's really hard to find your way sometimes, but you found your way and you are giving back to people in such an incredible, beautiful way. And I think it's why it's such a comfort to talk to you. You have such a deep, deep soul with such a capacity for compassion. And so thank you for just what you bring, even though you've gone through these really painful things, you've turned it into something so beautiful that like blesses other people. I'm going to tell my mom, way. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take this recording, show this little clip to my mom <laughs> so that she can hear what you just said about me. Cause she'd be really proud of that girl that you just, that you just talked about. Des's mom, if you are listening, we are very proud of her. And I know you are too. She's just, you are tremendous. <laughs> Des, so seriously. Proud. Yes. Thank you, ladies. I want to piggyback on what Rachel said, because Des, I don't remember when I met you, but it was like a decade ago. And I think that was one of the first things I recognized about you right away is there's no judgment in you whatsoever. And again, just that deepness of experience has allowed you to be such a healer for so many other people. So I myself am so grateful for who you are. 
And I wish I could take away the bad things that happened to you, but also I'm grateful for them because they've formed you into this beautiful diamond. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing that. I know that's not easy to share your story, but thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's the best compliment that somebody can give me is that they don't, you know, they, this, they know that right here is a judgment free zone. Yes. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. This is like so hard to pivot from this beautiful story. How do we do? I'm I'm always getting the question right after the deep sharing, and I'm like, oh, I'm how do so we? Sorry, how do we go from here? <laughs> I will try to mix it up next time. No, it's okay. No, it's just the way it goes. <laughs> yeah, my story. I, I when I when I share my story, you know, it's a, it, that part of my story is is you know, it sounds dark and it sounds, you know, treacherous. And, but when, when you're going through it, obviously it's your survival mode and it's day by day and whatever. Um, but also there were so many beautiful, you know, lovely things that were happening at the exact same time, Hmm. you know, God orchestrated so many things in my life. It was crazy. And so, you know, there's always, such beautiful things that happen even in the midst of wherever, you know, whatever struggle is happening in life. And so, um, yeah, some of the things that I, again, I'm focusing on uh, personal development and things, and personal development is such like a, I don't know, I feel like it's such like a stale, it's a stale phrase, right? But um, just focusing on, okay, where now? Where mm. next? Yes. Where next? Instead of getting stuck in, in that, you know, heavy, you know, cement. Yes. It feels like. I was listening to this podcast the other day talking about looking back on the past and we don't look back on the past to dwell. She said, we look back, I can't speak. Um, We look back on the past to just gaze at it and help it just like inform where we're going. And I thought that was so beautiful dwelling versus gazing, just like from afar, looking back going, okay, that happened to me. Now I can go and help other people that are in that and show them that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, mm-hmm. we can get out of this. For sure. Um, okay, we end every episode, you guys, with a segment called What Are We Loving? It could be anything, does. It could be a book, a person, a quote, John Maxwell. It could be anything. Um, I don't know who wants to start, but what are we loving this week? I'll start. Okay. Yes. I am loving, I'll say loving. Um, I'm listening to the book by Matthew McConaughey, Green Lights. So good. Did you listen to it or did you read it? Yes, ma'am. I listened to it. All right. So I I love it. I love it, but it's, you know, it's very written, very raw. Yes. Didn't expect to hear some of those things (laughs) because they're in a Southern accent. They're a little bit you know, less like they're palpable hearing it from his voice. It's like, Oh, okay. That happened. That's horrifying. (laughs) Oh, that happened every night for a while. Got it. (laughs) Okay. Oh, (laughs) I'm so happy you're listening to it. So fun. It is. It is. It's a fun, it's a fun read. Awesome. Mm -hmm. He's got so many like precious nuggets too. Green light, you know, (laughs) totally. I'm sorry. I feel like I like hopped onto your, what are you loving? But I love it too. Yes. So I co-signed that. I love it. Well, no, and I think this has been one of Tracy's, what she's loving in the past. Yeah, and it, then it was, oh, yes. it was one of our book club episodes. And then she talked about my kryptonite, which is always people with accents, <laughs> Same. people, men, <laughs> Same. let's be real. Yeah. Yep. However, the things that he talks about in that Southern accent, I'm like, Oh no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. You do you, Matthew. You do you. This is a red light for me now, Matthew. When he's playing the bongo drums naked 
and like that that was normal behavior. I was like, I appreciate. I appreciated that. (laughs) (laughs) Our precious artist. Exactly. (laughs) That's beautiful. That's lovely. That sounds beautiful to me. I need to do that. Yes, he got arrested, but you know what? He went out. He he did. He went big. If, if that oh, happens Jay. to me, you guys, I'll just come bail you out. I'll I, come bail you out. Thank you, and I'm living my best life. <laughs> oh. Oh, God, Does there's so a funny. bird that has landed in this this beautiful, vibrant bush outside, and you feel like it's trying to get closer to you to hear these beautiful truths that you're saying? It's like listening to. She's you. like Cinderella. I know the birds are coming to her. Yeah, she's like a Disney princess. Things are being called. How about you, Trace? Oh gosh. Okay. I was hoping you'd go next, but I will go. Do you see me looking at my phone? This is what I always do. I have something in my mind. I'm like, no, wait, I don't want to share that. I think the thing that's swimming in my mind the most is, and these girls have heard it, so I'm so sorry. But recently I went on a 40th birthday party for a girlfriend in Denver and we walked something called the Camino de Santiago in Spain. And there's a route in France. Well, I think it starts in France. Some of them do and some of them start in Spain. Anyhow, we did a small portion of it and it was just walking just a simple act of walking. We walked all day. We walked over 115 miles, I believe, or maybe a hundred. I can't remember. And it was just the most impactful experience I think I've had in my adult life in terms of just delving deep into relationships and being vulnerable and allowing yourself to be seen. While on an adventure. While on an adventure and just tucked away from reality. But you guys, what I want to say about it is I loved just the simple act of walking. And how that opens up your brain to really be able to go into the recesses of your soul and be able to share. There's just something about that simple act. And so I've been trying to walk every day since then because I just miss it. I have like this ache in my soul of like, I'm not walking today. That's weird. So I just want to encourage anybody to just get outside and walk, even if it's for 10 or 15 minutes or whatever you have. It's just so good for your mind, body and soul to walk. So. That I is that. so beautiful and wholesome. I just felt, I feel that in my soul. I, I love that. There's no link for walking when we post this in the show notes. So I'm just going to post a <laughs> meme of like someone walking. <laughs> <laughs> Will you already. please post a naked picture of Matthew McConaughey <laughs> playing bongos in that same area? Noted. <laughs> I will try. We may get canceled. Not for my sake, for your viewers, of course. (laughs) Okay, Rachel, what do you love? Oh my goodness. Okay, well, I love that so much. So I have a song for people to listen to. Mm. And ladies, I have to say, I don't know that I would necessarily identify as a Swifty, but I think I might. After this, Taylor Swift's new album has come out as of the time of this recording, Midnight's. And there is a song that I have played over and over and over, just like probably the rest of America. This is not a unique love, Um, but it's her song, Antihero. It's so good, you guys. The lyrics are amazing. Anti-hero, right? Yes, anti-hero. And I just, I think in the last 24 hours alone, she has this line, sometimes I feel like everybody is a sexy baby and I'm a monster on the hill. And I've quoted this to Tracy probably, I don't know, six times the last 24 hours. Sorry, Tracy. (laughs) Shirt's getting old. I love it. No, (laughs) bring it on. But it's such a good song. And I listened to it all the way over here. And I think actually Tracy did too. So when you're out. I did too. (laughs) Yes, sisters. So when you're out enjoying these last few beautiful autumn weeks, um, put this song on guys and, and feel it deeply in your spirit and look for 
Taylor Swift lyrics and uh, Easter eggs, perhaps hidden meaning. Is there a secret boyfriend? Is John Mayer alluded to in the song? Possibly. No, I'm just kidding. But I think on the album he is in other songs. I, the just, album pull, is I just pulled the album up just to see, cause you know, on Amazon music, you can see which one is getting the most listens yeah. and it is anti-hero oh track three. Wow. <laughs> track so, three. So listen to it while on your walk. Yes. Mm-hmm. Beautiful idea. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, Des, how can we thank you for sharing everything that you did? delving into your story, all the nuggets of wisdom. I know our listeners are going to go wild for this. So thank you so much. And Des, how can people find you all around the web? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I feel like time just completely flew by. I had no idea it was this time already. Um, So thanks again for this amazingly sacred space that you are sharing with others. And um, yeah, I just, I hope that you guys know that all of us listeners out there appreciate what you're doing more than you'll ever know. And please be encouraged to, to continue, you know, making us feel healed and happy and, you know, just, just being a light in the middle of, of, you know, our rough days and our days that just, just need to be poured, you know, more light and love into. So mm, thank you, sweetheart. Yeah, we love you. Yeah. Oh, we, I love you too. <laughs> and you guys can find me. Um, uh, my microblading page is Gemini, G-E-M-I-N-E-Y-E studio. It's a little play on words, Gemini studio. Um, you can also find my artwork at, um, on Instagram. It's graphite underscore Des, D-E-Z. And you can also just, yeah, reach Instagram is probably the best place to reach me. I love it. And Des is the best follow. She makes the funnest, funniest, most awesome reels that we've ever seen. We're constantly like, how did you make this? It's so funny. It's so good. So you will love following her. That's something else I'm loving this week. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Thanks, Des. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of Isn't It Lovely? If you love what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe by clicking on our show in your favorite podcast app and following the prompts. You can download all of our episodes on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts. You can also find all of our episodes on our website at www.isitnotlovely.com. And we are also on Instagram and our handle is isitnotlovelypodcast. Keep looking for the lovely in all things. Thanks for listening.